Welcome back to San Francisco Legislative Outlook, the weekly program that provides you with an update on the latest decisions made by our elected officials. I'm C.J. Hunt. And I'm Jennifer Love. On Monday, November 18th, the Government Audit and Oversight Committee considered an ordinance that would transfer the powers and duties of the Taxi Commission to the Municipal Transportation Agency. The item was referred to the full Board of Supervisors meeting on November 25th with recommendation. I think uh, it is important for all of the stakeholders, the taxi drivers, uh, the owners, the medallion holders, and um, most importantly, the customers, uh, that we recognize the sensitivity and the challenge of merging these, you know, these large, important entities together. So we've tried to be very deliberate, very slow, uh, uh, to be open to all suggestions and uh, any concerns that are raised. And uh, we are not rushing this. We're just trying to take our, uh, I think, due diligence, and uh, we are on the verge of identifying a candidate to, to lead and finalize this merger, and uh, we feel very confident that at this point uh, we're ready to move forward. Also on Monday, the Land Use and Economic Development Committee considered Supervisor Daly's resolution requiring conditional use authorization for a change in use or reduction in size of any recreational space of 15,000 square feet or more, including outdoor or indoor facilities. The conditional use requirement is limited to a six-month period. The item was continued to the committee's next meeting on November 24th. The committee also looked at Supervisor Amiano's ordinance requiring an air quality assessment for certain residential developments. The ordinance also requires special ventilation systems for some of these developments. The, the purpose of this ordinance is to protect new residential development from roadway air quality hotspots. Um, currently, this pro the, the uh, when, when there is a high concentration of cars on a roadway near a residential use, you have a hair, an air pollution hotspot. Currently, this isn't regulated um, under state and federal rules. It's a matter of local land use uh, prerogative. Um, we have been working with the planning department to address this issue, given that we've been uh, uh, proposing a lot of development near the uh, in areas of, uh, of a lot of traffic. California Air Resources Board is not implementing their uh, emission reduction measures until about 2020, and so you will not see those emission reductions. So this is the only way that you're going to see emission reductions for residents that are within 500 feet of a high roadway emission source. So we highly recommend that you adopt this ordinance. Thank you so much. Thank you. The item was referred to the full board meeting on Tuesday, November 18th, where it passed with a unanimous vote. The committee also examined another item addressing air quality from Supervisors Amiano and Maxwell. Their resolution urges the Municipal Transportation Agency and the Department of Public Health to plan truck routes to protect the health of residents and workers in the southeast neighborhoods. The real face of who's being affected by this pollution is families in the southeast San Francisco, largely immigrant families who um, the Chinese Progressive Association and Polar have been working with um, since 2002 on dealing with the, the impacts of environmental um, injustice in our communities. And southeast part of San Francisco has the highest proportion of children in the city. And so children, the elderly, are particularly vulnerable to the um, the pollution, the particulate matter from diesel pollution and other substances that impact. Uh the item was referred to the full board with recommendation. Another item from Supervisor Maxwell proposes establishment of a South of Market Youth and Family Zone Special Use District bounded generally by Natoma Street on the north, 
Harrison Street on the south, 4th Street on the east, and 7th Street on the west. The special use district is intended to address youth and family concerns and expand affordable housing opportunities. The item was referred to the full board meeting on the November 18th meeting, where it passed with unanimous vote. On Tuesday, November 18th, the full board of supervisors considers Supervisor Maxwell's ordinance requiring that steam or fossil fuel power plants planned for mixed-use districts obtain conditional use authorization. This is a straightforward planning code text change that addresses a glaring omission in our current land use regulations. Today, uses as minor as a small neighborhood cafe or an ATM machine require a conditional use approval. While power plants are permitted as a right in M districts, and in districts, M districts happen to be all on the southeast side of the city. This legislation corrects this imbalance in the code by establishing a CU requirement for all new and existing power plant facilities. The item was approved with a unanimous vote. Also on Tuesday, the full board unanimously approved a resolution changing the name of Roland Street in North Beach to Dirk Dirksen Place. Now, Dirk was a video producer and promoter best known for helping to establish San Francisco's punk rock scene in the late 70s and early 80s with the shows he produced at the Mabu High Gardens and on Broadway in North Beach. Supervisor Alley O'Pierre's ordinance requiring the activation of closed captioning during video events in a park, open space zoo, and other outdoor recreation areas was also approved unanimously. Hearing impaired individuals should not be excluded from activities such as film night in the park especially when these activities occur on public property, and especially when there are ways to ensure hearing-impaired individuals can enjoy outdoor movie events and other activities that others enjoy. A prohibition on any new advertising signs on street furniture and on the exterior of city-owned buildings was back before the full board. I do agree with Supervisor McGoldrick to the extent that we, we need to be careful of uh, you know, ugly advertising, but my point and the way I would handle it is you take it contract by contract. If the contract that the MTA presents generates a certain amount of revenue and then you balance that against the kind of advertising that they're proposing that we find objectionable, you vote down the contract. But to do a blanket ban on any future revenue that could result from some potential advertising here, I think is a mistake. The item passed with only Supervisors Elliot O'Pier, Chu, Dufty, and Ellsburn voting against it. Also at the full board, an ordinance allowing landlords to pass through half the cost of recent water and sewer services cost increases to residential tenants did not pass. This time it was Elliot O'Pier, Chu, Dufty, Ellsburn who supported the failed measure. Eight items related to the much debated Eastern Neighborhoods Plan finally reached the full board on Tuesday. Six of the items were approved, one was continued, and one was rejected. Watch for a detailed report on the Eastern Neighborhoods Plan in a future edition of San Francisco Legislative Outlook. On Wednesday, November 19th, the Budget and Finance Committee took another look at an ordinance limiting the use of city funds for the salaries of nonprofit executive directors. This is symbolic legislation that does nothing to address compensation issues because most nonprofits fund at least a portion of executive salaries with non-governmental funds. Now, we wholeheartedly agree with the second concern, which is the need to raise the compensation of low-paid workers. However, once again, this legislation does nothing to solve the problem, which is caused primarily by flat funding in nonprofit contracts. It will not increase nonprofit salaries by one dime. It will not save the city one penny.
The item was forwarded to the full board of supervisors without recommendation. On Thursday, November 20th, the City Operations and Neighborhood Services Committee looked at Supervisor Maxwell's ordinance prohibiting smoking in taxicabs and other motor vehicles for hire and prohibiting the free distribution of tobacco products and accessories in places open to the public. The item was forwarded to the full board. The committee also examined Supervisor Dufty's ordinance amending the health code to require that massage practitioners obtain a certificate of completion, verifying at least 100 hours of massage instruction. The item was forwarded to the full board. Also on Thursday, the committee held a hearing to discuss a report written by the Office of the Legislative Analyst which compares the San Francisco Zoo's current practices in the areas of animal welfare, education, and conservation against standards and policies promulgated by the USCA and various zoo associations. On Thursday, November 20th, Mayor Gavin Newsom, San Jose Mayor Chuck Reed, and Oakland Mayor Ron Dellums announced a nine-step policy plan for transforming the Bay Area into the electric vehicle capital of the U.S. Uh, we're here to reestablish and reaffirm our desire uh, to be the electric vehicle capital in the United States of America. Uh, San Francisco and the Bay Area has already positioned itself as a leader uh, in the issue of sustainability, the issues of alternative transportation and alternative energy use. Uh, we are well positioned to take it to the next level. We're well positioned to take the announcement today uh, and make it real tomorrow and into subsequent years and truly lead the nation uh, in this order of magnitude change that we seek as it relates to our transportation infrastructure in this country. In conjunction with the announcement, Better Place, a global electric transportation company, announced that it would enter the U.S. market beginning in the Bay Area. Better Place claims its network investment in the Bay Area will total $1 billion when the system is fully deployed. The mayors announced that they would take action beginning in December to work with the region's cities, counties, regional governmental organizations, and private sector partners to position the region's economic and environmental future around electric transportation. The announced policy proposals included expedited permitting and installation of electric vehicle charging outlets throughout the Bay Area, creating incentives for employers to install charging systems in their workplace and provide similar incentives for government buildings, parking facilities, and other locations. Harmonize local regulations and standards across the region to achieve regulatory consistency for electric vehicle companies. Establish common government programs that promote the purchase of electric vehicles. Link electric vehicle programs and infrastructure to regional transit and air quality programs. Establish programs for pooled purchase of electric vehicles for government and private sector fleets. Expedited permitting and approval for facilities that provide extended range driving capability for electric vehicles in the region through battery exchange locations or fast charging. Also, Mayor Newsom challenged San Francisco businesses to go solar by this time next year and join him as members of the Mayor's Solar Founders Circle. Members of the Solar Founders Circle will receive free solar assessments and energy efficiency audits from the San Francisco Department of the Environment. Well, that's all for this week's report on the Mayor's activities. 
For more information on the mayor's office, check out sfgov.org slash mayor. Here's what's coming up next week with the Board of Supervisors. On Monday, November 24th at the Public Safety Committee, the Mayor's Office of Criminal Justice will report on neighborhood crime levels and public safety conditions citywide. Also on Monday, the Land Use and Economic Development Committee will examine an ordinance from Supervisor Mirkarimi that would establish a music and culture sustainability policy for city government. The legislation instructs the Entertainment and Planning Commission to review entertainment-related permits so that they implement the music and culture sustainability policy and urges the Planning Commission to consider amending the general plan to implement that policy. The committee will also consider Supervisor McGoldrick's ordinance requiring a conditional use permit for formula retail uses in residential, commercial, medium-density, and high-density districts. Formula retail use is government-speak for chain store. And another ordinance from Supervisor McGoldrick will be considered by the committee on Monday. This one would require conditional use authorization for any elimination of existing dwelling units through mergers, conversions, or demolitions of residential units. The agenda for next week's full board of supervisors was not available in time for this report. So that's all we have for this week's legislative report. For updated agendas and other information on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, go to sfgov.org slash BOS. And next up is Bill Dillon with this week's calendar of events. Hi, this is Bill Dillon with the SFGTV Community Calendar. Thursday, November 27th is Thanksgiving Day. All city, state, and federal government offices will be closed. Commuter tow-away, permit parking, street sweeping, and parking meters will not be enforced, except for on port property where the meters are always enforced. Black Friday, November 28th, is the day after Thanksgiving, and it's also a city holiday. Commuter tow-away, residential permit, and Monday through Friday street sweeping are not enforced. Seven-day street sweeping zones will be enforced, as well as all parking meters. City and state government offices will be closed. Federal government offices open. And Friday is also the Ghirardelli Square tree lighting ceremony. Ghirardelli Square kicks off the holiday season with a day of fun, followed by the magical tree lighting ceremony. Entertainment includes a visit from Santa, live music, strolling holiday carolers, entertainment for the children, and more. The 35-foot-tall Ghirardelli Square tree will be lit at 5.30 p.m. The entertainment starts at 1.30. That's at Ghirardelli Square, 900 North Point Street. For more info, check out GhirardelliSQ.com. On Saturday, November 29th, magic, magic, magic at the San Francisco Public Library Ortega Branch. Heather Rogers will amaze children of all ages with her magic, juggling, and comedy. Lots of audience participation with free magic tricks for every child. That's Saturday at 3 p.m. For more info, check out the library website. On December 1st, a new exhibition starts at the San Francisco Main Library on the third floor in the International Center. It's called Our Rights as Human Beings, the 60th Anniversary of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. In honor of the December 10, 1948 United Nations General Assembly adoption of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. The library presents a unique 1949 photo display designed to explain these rights in a way accessible to all, regardless of the language you speak, along with the full text of the Declaration. It runs through February 1st, 2009. Be sure to check it out. That's it for this week's events. Happy Thanksgiving from SFGTV. Thanks, Bill. That's all for this week's show. For SFGTV, I'm CJ Hunt. And I'm Jennifer Lowe. Tune in every week for the latest on your local government.